0: McDermott on 2FM.
1: Sponsored by Just Eat. Tap into Ireland's leading food ordering app. Just Eat. Find your flavour. On McDermott on 2FM. With Transport for Ireland. Plan your journey door to door with our free TFI Journey Planner app. Now, if you happen to be by your TV tonight at 9.35 RTE 1, there's a brand new documentary goes out. It's called Vitamin C and it follows eight people, all of whom are passionate about the ocean for various different reasons. And it looks at how the sea is helping them deal with grief to manage mental and physical health concerns Or just giving them a chance to I guess kind of hit the reset button uh, One of the participants is Mark Early Mark's wife Leanne passed away Suddenly in April 2017 And as part of the grieving process Mark swims every morning Down at the 40 foot in Dublin Sandy Cove Iconic spot And he considers this uh, a therapy for him As he kind of wades through I guess the initial period of grief And he joins me in the studio now Mark, a pleasure yeah, Thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming in, Leanne. She passed away in twenty seventeen suddenly. Um, tell us about her. Um, Leanne, is she like a wonderful person? Uh, obviously, I was very
0: attracted to her. I thought she was a stunning uh, lady. Uh, she's very strong. Where'd you meet? Um, we met in Galway. Um, we actually grew up around the corner from each other, uh, but didn't know each other well. But didn't I didn't meet her properly until I was twenty-seven. And uh, yeah, we hit it off really quickly. Um, she's really easy to talk to. So you fell fast. I fell fast, and nothing really happened for another few months. Um, but we got very close very quickly. Then in Galway, he was a really, a really happy time. And
1: what was her condition?
0: She had something called nocturnal epilepsy. Um, she was affected by seizures in her sleep about 40 to 50 minutes into her sleeping pattern uh, she was at risk of having a seizure and um, she took a lot of medication for it and um, it didn't control the epilepsy which is uh, which was the problem um, with uncontrolled epilepsy people are at danger um, of of dying from something called SUDEP which is sudden unexpected death from epilepsy and um, and that's what happened to
1: Leanne. How, in the aftermath of losing her, did, did you implode? Did you kind of find a strength so I, you didn't know you had?
0: Um, I was actually away when Leanne died. Um, I found out on the way back. Um, I was in the airport when I found out. And I suppose implosion would be like I, I broke down completely. It's hard to understand it until you see her or until you see the person so i made my way home and and visited her in a funeral home as soon as i could and after that there was a degree of survival mode kicked in um i had huge support from friends and family but i was very conscious of her friends and her family going through what i was going through and trying to support them as well where that sort of strength comes from or where how can you um continue to go on or how do you survive how do you Stay on top of it and I think it's through the way I was brought up. I think the family, I was very, um, I've said it before, very privileged in terms of who raised me and in terms of the values I was given as a, as a child and that love and affection and caring for other people.
1: Does that play on your, Like, could you reconcile because it's just one of those things, it's timing and it's life and did the fact you were out of the country, did that... I, can't, yeah. I, I wonder if, if if i was in the same scenario would that mess with my head it did yeah. it
0: did uh it took a while to wrangle with that and i suppose the harsh reality is what would i have been able to do if i was there you know where i wonder where that would have left me if if i'd been there and and she died in my arms as opposed to uh, me not being there you know you can you can you can fight guilt only so much you know it that's the way it happened that's yeah. that's what happened I do regret not being there I can't do anything about it those choices you make in life you if you go down that route if if I'd done this that wouldn't have happened or if I hadn't done this that might have happened you know you can argue in a case for not leaving the house do you know what I mean yeah sure
1: I really yeah i, I I yeah, didn't dwell and, too and long on that it's guilt on side of it. It's not a major, yeah. It was just, yeah. I guess, something I'd, I imagine that would play mind tricks on you. Yeah. Um, we're chatting to Mark early. He's he's part of a documentary called Vitamin C. I want to get to the because Mark goes sea swimming. Every morning, and it helps them cope with grief and, and whatnot. I want to get into the the sea aspect sure. and how it's been redemptive and these kind of things. Let's do. He needs to do a musical interlude. And um, we're talking about the sea. This is one of the most beautiful. If you haven't seen the videos, this is uh, Naughty Boy and Beyonce running, and it's it, the whole video takes place underwater. And it's it's beautiful. So let's do that, and we're back with Mark after this.
0: Do it. This is Two FM.
1: That right there was running with Naughty Boy and Beyonce. We're chatting to Mark Early. He's part of a documentary, Vitamin C. It's on RT1 tonight um, at 9.35. Um, Mark, if you just flicked on your radio, he lost his wife, Leanne, uh, in 2017. Um, She had an epileptic seizure. He swims every morning in the 40 foot. Um, How did you get involved in sea swimming and how has it helped you? Um, Leanne actually
0: kind of... uh push me into sea swimming or encourage me into sea swimming. Um, she was big into it, her and her dad and her brother and sister used to swim a lot as, as kids. And uh, they, like I said earlier, grew up in, in the area. Um, <clears throat> and she used to bring me down. She was very keen to get me involved in it. Uh, I started off in a wetsuit, which embarrassed her to, to no end. And uh, she kind of bullied me out of it. I've, to... I've done the
1: forty foot only a few times in my life, but all times have been with a wetsuit, <laughs> yeah. and I couldn't imagine doing it without. To be honest,
0: it's <laughs> cold. Um, but she she cajoled me out of the suit, and uh, and we used to we used to kind of particularly during the summer, a couple of times a week we go down. It was it relatively on our doorstep, and it was just something we shared, and we we're getting more and more into. I decided the day after I arrived home, I'd go for a swim, and one of the lads who lives up the road from me, who I'd grown up with came with me and we did the same the next day and then the next day and then suddenly it was a routine and it was so the back end of April the water's gonna be in around 10 degrees it's a huge shock to the system certainly I wasn't used to it in any way then and uh, it became a sort of um, something I could lean on a crutch for me um you mentioned the word reset earlier on it, it, it it's like a mental reset a physical reset you can't think about anything else the grief the the pain everything else that's going on around me um vanished when you when you hit the water it's just you and the water yeah and it's a brilliantly singular moment it's really important to me now on a daily basis and it has been since 2 years ago nearly yeah
1: and um occasionally you do it with other people, or is it? Do you like normally to be a solitary?
0: No, no, no. Normally, there's the for the first say year there was three of us. Yeah. Did it every every weekday.
1: Yeah. At six
0: six fifteen, that's kind of narrowed down to two, and we've got a group of three or four others who join us once a week.
1: You're like the happy pair boys. You should bring out your own hummus range. Should be a millionaire by tea time. <laughs> I've heard that one a few times. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now you're organizing a, a memorial swim in August. That's right. So we, we,
0: we sort of fell in with with a group of people then in the, in the 40 I got to know people and our our horizons kind of opened up a bit more around sea swimming as a sport. And there's a, the Leinster Open Sea Swimming Association run up to 40 swims, I think it is, on a calendar every year to culminate in the Liffey Swim and the Dunleary Harbour. Um, and we, myself and the two lads who were swimming every day, got involved in them. We joined the club, Glenelvin Masters, and w- we started doing these 1,200 or 1,500 metre races. I just got on really well with everyone at it. There's a lovely community involved. And I kind of came up with this plan of suggesting to Glenelvin would they back me if I suggested a race in Leanne's honour and in aid of Epilepsy Ireland. Because I was doing a lot of fundraising for them in the, the first year, year and a half after she passed away. Yeah. And they came on board, um, a couple of the members in the club, long-term kind of volunteers uh, helped me and we ran the first edition of it last, uh, it was in August last year, it's going to be in July this year, um, on Kalani Beach and we raised over 2,000 euro, we had 220 people in the water which was huge for a swim late in the calendar. Yeah and uh, this year it's been moved from a Wednesday evening to a Sunday which also speaks volumes for the popularity of it So,
1: and if people want to get involved how do they do that? Uh, there's a website Leanne DC Memorial Swim um,
0: and if you look up Leinster Open Sea Swimming on Twitter or on Facebook you'll find all the details So,
1: deadly yeah, yeah. Um, hey listen thank you for sharing and it's uh, you know I know you've maybe talked about it a few times around the documentary but I can't imagine it ever gets easy. Well, thanks um,
0: for having me. No, it's it's I do like telling her story and talking about her. She's she's an important person to me. So. Yeah, pleasure. Thanks very much.
1: You should check out Vitamin C. It's on RT1 tonight 9:35. Here we go. To-